0: Are y'all ready for the Word? You say, are we just starting? Yes. Amen. Get your Bibles out and go to the book of um, John chapter 16. John 16. I will try to not go long. That means I will have you out before three. way before 3. John chapter 16. I'll get my sermon title this morning is called Good Morning Holy Spirit. Did I steal that from Benny Hinn? Yes, don't tell him. And I if you if I, if he calls me, I'll know you called him and I'm going <laughs> to I thought well what a great what a great sermon title, Good Morning Holy Spirit. We're going to talk again this morning about the about the spirit of God. We know that God is manifest in the earth in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Many people are very familiar with God the Father. Many are very familiar with Jesus and what he did. Very, even far less Christians have ever heard much about the person of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to start with that. He's a person. He's not a bird. He's not a tongue. He is God His name is Holy Spirit, and His name shows you something about Him. Now, we're going to talk about this person called Holy Spirit, who has, for many of you, He has come to live with you and inside of you. There's others that have not yet. John 16, verse 7, it says right here, nevertheless, I tell you the truth, It is to your advantage I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. If I depart, I'll send him. Him, not it. Him is people, is a person. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, there's two of you in you. There's there's multiples in you. There's a reason he did this. I'm telling you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. In other words, he gave you something or someone of enormous value. Now, I'm going to read something I wrote here. On, while you're on this earth, you are to live on purpose. Now, listen to what I'm about to say. This is going to be worth coming. You were never born to be a success. Now understand something. I understand. I just crossed the line of all of the seminars you went to, and and you wasted your money. You were not born to be a success. You were born to make a difference. You were born with a purpose just like the Lord Jesus Christ was. You'd, you'd, you, to God, you were not like, oops. Your parents might have, you might have been a oops. But to God, you were not an oops. You were born on time. You were born and placed in the earth by God. And you're here for a reason. Now, here, listen to me very carefully. Until you find it, you will be a miserable person. You'll be running around trying to go, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know who I am. My life is hell on earth and everything works. That's because you're trying to be a success. Stop. You were born to make a purpose, to to, to be on purpose, to make a difference. That is the grassroots and starting point of your vision. To be a success, just to be a success, is not vision. It's selfish ambition. I'm just going to be successful. I just want to be rich. Why? I'll be happy. Ain't nobody in Hollywood happy. They got a whole bunch of Arabs sitting on oil and they ain't none of them happy. They're all mad at everybody. That was written by a guy named Miles Monroe. I want you to ask a question. Why am I here? You need to ask that question. Why am I on the earth? Until you find it, and how are you going to find it? Without the Holy Spirit, you'll never find it. The Holy Spirit is the one who'll tell you who you are and why you're here. And until that point... You'll be running around like a chicken with your head cut off, trying to find some drug, some wild woman to thrill you. And you'll live like hell and go to hell. That's not not life. Okay. The Holy Spirit will help you because he is God. He's a person. You cannot fulfill your purpose without him. He will not help you until you fellowship with him. Now, that makes him important. And all you Spanish people, muy importante. Now, think about this. Jesus was not just slinging words at a book. What he said, he said what he meant, and he meant what he said. It is to your advantage to have him in your life. Now, let's, 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 let me back up a minute. We are a charismatic, tongue-talking, devil-chasing, holy-rolling church. Yes, sir. That's who we are. I have Baptist friends. I tell them that. I have Methodist friends. I tell. I have Catholic friends. I tell them that. You know, I realize they're born again, but they need to know who I am so they don't wonder why I act the way I act. Amen. And when you come to this church, we do do things decently in order. So if you take off running, please run the same direction as everyone else. Now, why do I do that? Why, do, why, do, why, why are we, why? The Holy Spirit was not put in the church for the Pentecostals. He was put in the church for Christians. Now, it's not God's fault that you picked what you wanted and threw the rest out. If you buy a car, there's an engine in it for a reason. There is a gas tank for a reason. You don't have to crank it, and you don't have to drive it. But if you walk everywhere and you own a car, you're not bright. (laughs) Thank you. Nod your head and look spiritual. I'm not that deep. So all of you people that are wondering if I'm going to go deep here, I don't go deep. I don't know how. That's why I'm the pastor, because I know he knows you're not deep. So he knows he needs someone not deep. Now, listen, listen, just listen to me. If God gives you a car, and you're walking to Win Dixie, I'm going to look at you and go, "Why are you walking to Win Dixie?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, my car's holy. Crank it up and burn the wheels. Come on now. <laughs> if you're a born-again Christian and God gave you power, it was to make your life easier. Not harder. So Pentecostals, they get up on Sunday morning, crank the engine and rev it, and then they walk. Baptists, they don't even crank the engine. And we crank it and drive it around all week. And they think we're unholy. We even ding it up a little bit and bang it up and get it dirty. And that's the difference in Baptist, Pentecostals, and Charismatics. I'd go to this church if I was you. I want to learn. I don't want to walk to the store anymore. I want to, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. If he's going to make your life easier, hello, wake up and smell the coffee. Okay, let's read another scripture. Romans eight eleven. pop it on the screen. I'm going to make a statement here that's going to hair lip bear creek. Jesus did not raise himself from the dead. Well, Jesus rose from the dead. Not by himself he didn't. Who got him out of hell? Say Holy Ghost. Ghost. Let me look at this. If Holy Spirit, Jesus is God in the flesh and died on the cross and went in the region of the damned and took your sins, paid your debt. If Holy Spirit didn't go get him, he'd still be there. How important is Holy Spirit? Oh, yeah, real. If he didn't explain Jesus to you, you wouldn't be sitting here. Because you, you, didn't, you didn't understand the Bible until Holy Spirit came on you and said, I would like to show you something that you don't know. And he probably did it because your mother was praying for you. Because you couldn't have done it. Now look at this. If the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Now let me ask you this question. What kind of feat do you think that was to go down and whip every demon in hell and get Jesus born again in the region of the damned and get him out? I I think that's a pretty good heavyweight champion of the world kind of guy you'd want to be on your side. If he could do that. Could he help you? Yes. Amen. Oh, yeah, he could. So why then did Jesus give him to you? Because you have a bad habit of getting yourself in stuff. <laughs> right, eh? Falling in wells, messing everything up. Help me, Jesus. Holy Ghost goes, okay, he fell in a well over there. Let's go get him out. Fell in another. And don't don't look at me in that tone of voice. We they call us sheep for a reason. Ah. Without a shepherd, you're a messed up person. Okay, so Jesus said, I'm gonna give you my spirit that got me out of hell. And he'll be with you. Now that is huge. Now I'm slowing up. Y'all, y'all, are, y'all are forcing me to preach slow. I think it's because you're listening slow. Go to Acts 9. Go to Acts 9. If you listen slow, it takes me longer to get my sermon, and then it takes me longer before you can get out of here and go to lunch. So just, enjoy, just listen slow. I didn't do any good. Acts 9, verse 1. 9, Acts. Saul was breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, and he went to the high priest. Now, Saul is a Pharisee, and he believes he's obeying God. A lot of people think they're obeying God, and they wouldn't know God from a wall. That's true. All the Jews think they're obeying God. All the Arabs think they're obeying God. And one day we need to talk about the new world order. They're about to write a new Bible for you. That includes everybody, not this narrow one-way mess. We'll talk about that another Sunday. Don't buy that Bible. You have it. There is, it is, the way to God is very narrow, very narrow. And God accepts you, but not what you do. He wants you to change. Okay. He asked letters from the synagogue to Damascus, so if he found any were in the way, it's called the way, because early in church they called themselves we're the way to God. Not the law, Jesus is the way. Amen. It's a cult now, so don't call yourself a way. Whether men and women and you might bind them and throw them in jail. He journeyed and came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone from heaven around him, and he fell to the ground and a voice said, Saul, Saul, hey, hey, buddy. What are you doing? Why are you persecuting me? And Paul is like, "Um, who are you? I mean, he's freaking out. I'm not quite sure that Jesus went to turn him into apostle. My opinion, I think he went to kill him. But Paul made one great statement. Right when Jesus was about to hammer him, he went, Lord. And Jesus went, okay, well, dang it, if I can't kill you, I'm going to use you. That's an opinion. It's only an opinion, but it's a good one. Because he's out killing Christians, and they're praying, you need to do something with this guy. And he went to find him and do something with him. So so, so listen to me. Listen to this statement here. Saul, what is it you're doing? Saul was on the wrong path doing the wrong thing with the wrong people at the wrong time. When did that change? When he met Jesus. Listen to me very carefully. You will never know who you are until you know who he is. Until you meet Jesus, you'll never know anything about who you are and why you're here. Even Paul, a Pharisee, did not know who he was or why he was on this planet until he had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're walking around right now and you're going, I don't know who I am, oh, that preacher's on my way. you need to know your purpose, and I don't know my purpose, let me tell you, let me tell you how to find it. You go meet Jesus. And I'll guarantee you, you get off your knees and you'll know who you are. And you'll know where you're going and you'll know why you're, been, why you're on the planet. Yeah. Now, November 16, 1975, I met Jesus. My mother drugged me to a crusade. Now, I've been drugged to church. Now, I uh, never mind. And I didn't want to go. Some of y'all need to drag your kids back in church. Don't let them tell you what they want to do. Just drag them back in here. Now, listen. But the day... That I met him. I went home and rolled a joint to celebrate being saved. And he said, you don't need that. And I said, okay, who's, who said that? He said, me, Jesus. I said, where are you? I'm looking around my room. There's nobody in here but me. And God is talking to me through my marijuana. And I'm going, is some powerful stuff. We could sell this for a lot of money and get a hold of God. Not true, not true. Now they say it cures pain. We could have told you that. <laughs> it also makes you stupid as a rock. I've got to stop right now because we've got visitors and I have to entertain them a minute. I'm going to help you all with dope. One morning, one afternoon, I left work. I had been smoking a number. Can't explain what a number is. A joint. Rolled cigarette. A number. And I'm in my Jeep and I get out on on the interstate and all the cars are going,
1: boom, boom.
0: And I'm laughing. (laughs) The cops are going to get them. The cops are going to get them. The cops are going to get them. (laughs) And then I looked down and noticed you're still in first gear. That's what smoking dope does to you. Yes. It makes you stupid <laughs> and slow. And slow. <laughs> now if you want to get high, get born again, then you'll get the most high. You don't need no more dope. <laughs> I don't know how we got off on all that, but I think there's a visitor here that needed to hear that today. I'm teasing. I'm picking on you guys. Shouldn't be. And he said, Saul, so why are you persecuting me? He said, no, I didn't know I was. He said, who are you? Who are you? It's obvious you're not like anybody else I ever met. And the answer said, he said, I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. it's hard for you to kick against the goats. And trembling and astonished, they shook him up. He's so bright, he blinded him. And he said right there, he said, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Right there is when he's the first day of a productive life. It is when he found his purpose. He said, now you listen to me. And he, he's, he's, laying on the, he's laying in the dirt blind and he said, I'm going to send someone to talk to you and they're going to tell you who you are, and they're going to help you. I have something I want to say, and now you listen to me. I got something I want you to do. And then he calls another guy, Ananias, he said, Ananias, I want you to go to a street called Straight. There's a man there praying named Saul, and I have my hand on him, and I want you to lay your hands on him and get him healed of his blindness, and then I want you to get him filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? That's because you know who Jesus is. Just because you know who Jesus is. Just because you know who Jesus is. Just because you know who you are. Doesn't mean a thing in the world. He said, I'm going to have to give you some help. And you're going to need some help. Somebody's going to have to help you with your life. So Ananias came in, laid hands on him, Paul, saw Paul, God filled with the Holy Ghost, and got up and went to Arabia and learned the Word of God. Who taught Paul the Bible? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wrote it. Now, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hair lip bear creek right now. God is in suit. The Holy Spirit, it lives inside of your belly. If you speak in tongues, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you speak in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, you are born of the Spirit, but you're not filled with the Spirit, and you probably don't know much or nothing. So God has all of this knowledge and wisdom, and it's down on the inside of you. There is someone inside of you called Holy Ghost. And he has all of the wisdom of God, all of it. How does he get it out? Watch. Why does God bypass your brain? Because there's no information in there. God is like, oh, we got to help them. Well, how are we going to do it? Well, we need them to pray. Well, they don't know what to say. I'll go. I'll live in them. I'll help them with their prayer life. Amen. Amen. That's right. Say greater. greater, greater is, he is he inside me than in all the devils of hell. Devils of hell. Now, you got, to, you, you got to learn how to work with this person. Boy, I'm doing, y'all are a little paying attention now. I finally got you awake. Now we can start the service. Now think about that for a minute. The, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Why did he do that? Because he'd have never made it unless he did. If God gives you power, l- listen, I, I know I, it's, it's cute when your kids sit in the car and they go, vroom, vroom. Don't give them the keys if they're five. They will figure out how to crank it. They will. And you don't want them to. Because that, that car will go if someone's five, That it'll go. And you'll see a kid going down the road. I was in Montana one time and a dually pulled up with a whole bunch of cows in a, in a um, trailer behind it. And this kid gets out, and he isn't three feet tall. He's not sitting in the seat. He's standing on the floor, driving a dually, standing on a wooden block, and got out and said, Paul, I done got all the cows out of the lower 40. Dusted off his hat and came in for breakfast, and I went, we ain't raising our kids right. I'm going to tell you right now. The only place you'll ever see a kid pull up in a dually two feet tall is in Montana. When you give them, you teach them, they can drive it. Now, listen to me. God gave you all that power, and you're going to have to crank the motor. You're going to have to get that power out of them. All right, now I'm just cranking up now. I'm just idling. I'm going to show you something right now because a lot of people look at me and say, but I do do that. Point number two, Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians five, and then we're going to go to Ephesians four. And then I'm going to turn you loose and let you go eat breakfast. I'm on a mission Turn this city upside down, and we aren't going to do it without help. We're going to need a whole lot of super on our natural. God did not want His church to be. Don't if you. We don't have any smoking and lights, and we're not going to. If we have to pretend like we got it, let's all go home. You either got it or you ain't got it. If you ain't got Holy Ghost smoke, don't make it. Okay, boy. Nailing some. Ephesians 5, verse 13. Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, But be filled with the Spirit. Because until you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're operating out of your own natural mind in which you will never get anything done. Your life is supernatural. Your purpose is supernatural. Your finances need to be supernatural. The anointing needs to be supernatural. When God sends you up to a wall, he wants you to shout it down. He don't want you to go hire bulldozers. When you get up to the Red Sea, he don't want you to hire boats. He wants you to split it. God doesn't ever do nothing like the way you think he's going to do it. Okay. Okay. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues is when God brings the third person of the Godhead to live on the inside of you to help you with your life, and you're going to have to cooperate with him. Now, I got one more thing to show you. I got one more thing I'm going to show you. In Ephesians chapter 4. I'm trying to hurry for you. I don't know what for, but I'm trying to. 430. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by who you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now, if you are at home one night and you and your wife or your husband are having an argument and you're fighting, and Lisa and I show up at your door, cling, 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 and then I hear inside, oh my God, it's the pastor. You know what you're gonna do? Clean up everything and pretend hi. Oh my God, love having you. That's a lie. Love having you. Come on in. Are you hungry? Oh my God. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. And, you, and that would be right. But why would you change from being mean as junkyard dogs because I came in? Because you've already figured out you'll be a sermon next week. You're gonna, you're gonna be, I'm taking no. I go to your house. I'm I'm preaching on that when I live here. In all honesty, why, why do we do that? Because you know what's right. Why did you change because I came? Wait a minute, why didn't you change when he came? Do you not have any idea that every movie you're watching, he's sitting on the couch beside you, watching what you're watching? Do you not understand he's heard every conversation you have ever had in your life? Did you know that he doesn't like everything you do and everything you talk about? Do you understand that he don't like it? And then you're going, how come my prayers ain't getting answered? And he'll go. You might want to find out what it is I don't like about this house. Can I read? I'm going to anyway. Say amen. I'm giving you the reason that all that power in you ain't working. And When you leave here today, if you clean it up, you'll be going, baby, I'm ready to go. I don't need a paper, I need a Bible. Let all bitterness, oh Shandai, wrath, anger, and clamor. What is clamor? Loud talking. Why do we talk loud? Because our spouse can't hear.
1: You heard what I
0: said. No, I didn't. The kids are going to hear you. They've heard you before. And the Holy Ghost is going, ain't a thing I can do in this house. I can do a thing here. Woo. I told you I was going somewhere today, and I was just getting you ready. How many of y'all would say right now, holy Spirit, I have things, I have work to do. Woo, three-quarters of you, and the rest of you are lying. There's a scripture right above that, that says, put away lying. Are y'all out there? Do you go home? Listen, Listen to me. Holy Spirit is holy. Did you know that he lives in heaven? He's not accustomed to your mess. He's trying to bring heaven to you. He's trying to make your home heaven on earth. He's trying to help you with your life. If you're going to run around with the devil, he's the, you, you got the devil in the couch, you got the Holy Ghost on the couch, and then you got as the stomach turns on the television. What in the world are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I ain't been stoned yet. Okay. Yeah, this is good. I'm going to go back up to 25. Put away lion. Stop telling lies you know that fish wasn't a foot long it was only eight inches stop lying about it man you ought to seen no we don't want to hear it let each one speak truth numbers 26 be angry and don't sin I get angry be quiet cool down walk away I don't know how bad. I got to come back over here. I'm just going to stay over here the rest of the afternoon. I'm getting the heebie-jeebies over there. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Get over it today. I'm going to make them suffer for a week. What benefit is in there? Holy Ghost ain't helping you right now. Your whole life is in a pit. And until you repent, he's not helping you. Amen. That's right. Let him who stole still no longer. Hey, I know you don't rob the bank, but when you go to work, don't get there five minutes late, leave 10 minutes early and goof off at your computer and do your own work when you're supposed to be working for the company. It's called Stealing. I'm a prophesying now, I'm going to tell you. Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. Shondai. That, that'll, that I, I understand that's going to take some of y'all a while. That's <laughs> Me too. So it imparts grace to the Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were shielded. He's getting you to heaven and you're not going. You, you kind of like need this guy. you, you I'm My name written, land, book of life, and I'm going to heaven. What, he, what, not if he don't take you. If you're going to trust him to get you to heaven, why don't you just start trusting him with everything else? Okay. Let all bitterness. I'm going I'm to read you what bitterness is. Harsh, sarcastic, cutting, bitter words. You don't have to use all those adjectives. One time I had a fight with my wife, and I said, You are like your mother. You know why I said that? Because I'm, when you're losing the fight, you always, you're like your mother. I didn't eat dinner for three days, I lost weight. I said, I did a sermon out of that because you always, you never your mama. The Lord told me one time, I said, Lisa made me mad. He said, she can't make you mad. You got mad all by yourself. If someone can make you mad, they control you. That's true. That's true. Wrath is fierce anger. Clamor is loud shouting. Malice is a desire. I'm going to get you by God one way or the other that you that cowboy movies do it but you don't i'm it's i got 2 minutes left say good morning holy ghost he's in you to make you like jesus that's why that's why he's in there now understand something he didn't come to condemn you but while he's in there You need to stop and go, okay, I'm feeling like you're upset. You're probably right. He has this way of going "Eh," in you, and it isn't the devil. I bind you, Satan. It is God, the Holy Ghost, and he goes, now, I don't like that conversation. I said, God, you need to straighten Lisa out. said, you need to go apologize. I said, but I'm right. I said, you need to get back in there and make this thing right. Now listen to me. You want your prayers answered? I'm going to walk with God. You're walking around with a guy that got Jesus out of hell. You don't have a problem. You have enough power. You have enough power in you to to blow every devil out of hell. To blow cancer out of your body. To blow, I mean, to turn a $100 into a million. If he could just ever get you to cooperate. One of the ways that you do that is by waking up in the morning and going, Good morning, Holy Ghost. Today, I'm going to walk with you. If there's anything in me that you don't like, You show it to me, and I'm going to begin working on that. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Just the fact that you're willing, he'll start blessing you. Praise God. Holy Spirit is God. He's God, and God lives in you. That's huge. The fact that he's merciful, don't push it. He's gracious, don't push him. He can lock you down. I don't like it, and we're not moving until you change. do ask me how I know that. I'm not afraid of you, but I am scared out of my mind of him. I've had him get on me. It is not a fun day to have God on your case. I believe that the church in America today would be doing a lot more if we would just learn to fellowship with him. A lot of cleaning up needs to be going on. Okay, Luke 11, for all you people who have never been filled with the Holy Ghost. And then I'm going to turn this over to Lisa or Justin. Did you all get this? Did you enjoy this? If you can't sit on your couch at home and worship God, this message is for you. If you can, this message is for you. You're never going to accomplish anything in life. Boy, if you just learn that one thing, you'll never accomplish anything of significance without Him, and you'll walk with Him. He's more than a bird and tongues. Okay, Luke eleven, and I say to you, asking to be given to you, seeking you shall find, knocking to be opened. Everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. Him who knocks shall be open. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, would he give him a stone? If he asked for a fish, would he give him a serpent? Or if he asked for a, um, a serpent, would he give him a fi- uh, anyway a fish or a serpent? I don't know. If he asked for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you be an evil, the Greek word there's natural. You know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If, you're not, if you came in here today and you don't have the Holy Ghost or you used to pray in tongues, you need to. Now, I'm going to show you how to do it. You ask him. He'll give, it. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. Now, here's what he said. If you ask me, I'll give him to you. I want you to understand all you have to do is say, Heavenly Father, I know I'm born again. But I want that. I want the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence speaking in tongues because you said I need him. And I want you to give him to me, and now I receive him in Jesus' name. That's all you have to do. That's that's easy. Thank you. You, you, Amen. Now, you can speak in tongues, and you need to. Why would you buy a motorcycle and not ride it? I own a motorcycle. You ever ride it? Oh, no. We don't believe that in our church. (laughs) But we do here. Put Vance and Heinz on it and go. Boy, never mind. Kenny, that is. Praise the Lord. I was in Haiti, and I was preaching to the, to the students. Now, you understand, the students in Haiti, half of them weren't born again when we started a class. And you know what they were preaching in the streets? Voodoo. A little bit of Baptist, a little bit of Methodist, a little bit of voodoo. They don't know what it, but They weren't even born again. And they 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 came to a Bible school and they're all street kids. Well, during the class, I led all of them to the Lord, and I knew I needed to get them filled with the Holy Ghost, and I knew that I was going to have a hard time getting people to understand how to receive from God. Now, when I went, I don't see if I have any. I don't need any money. Lisa got it all. (laughs) Just kidding, she didn't. I'm I'm in a room of fifty four Haitians. You know what the income in Haiti is a oh, month when I went? It's $20 a month. That's the income. I pulled a $20 bill out and I said, Who would like this? You know what they said? Nothing. What crazy white guy's going to give away a month's wages? And they're sat there afraid I'm, I'm trying to give them $20. And they did and that's a month's wages. I said, Who would like this $20? They don't want to look stupid. See, that's why you don't speak in tongues. I want to look stupid. Someone offers you a million dollars, just take it. I don't care how stupid you look, just take it. So finally, finally, I, I stopped and I went, Okay, one more time. Who would like this $20 bill? There was a girl. Sitting back here, a young lady, and she went, I do? I think I do. <laughs> Gutsy little thing. And so I walked up and I handed her a $20 bill. And then I walked back up the front. And I said, you think I'm going to go get my money back, don't you? And they all went, yep. I said, I'm not. And these boys are sitting here and went, "Dad, come and walked right by me. And I said, why did I do that? I said, I didn't do it because she's good. I don't know her. I said, I did it because I'm good. Why does God give you anything? Because he's good. He didn't do it. Well, I don't deserve it. Well, God knows we know that. You have never deserved anything God ever gave you. And everybody went nuts. I wished I'd had 100. i I'd. Have, if I ever go back to Haiti, I'm going to take 100. I might take 500. I would like to, I like to give it to some girl and just blow everybody's mind in the room. And I said, why does she have it? Because she reached up and took it. I said, you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost? Every student went and started speaking in tongues. They reached up and went, yes, and took it from God. God has gifts for you. But he can't make you do it. He can't make you do anything, and he won't. Your will is so strong. Though God wants you in heaven, you can go to hell. Your will's stronger than God. Turn it on, just turn your will loose and give it to Him. Say, God, not my will, yours. Don't be afraid of what they told you in churches about the. The, this Holy Ghost. He's not going to turn you into a fruitcake. He's going to turn you into a Christian. He's going to fix your life. Okay, I'm trying to close. If you came here today and you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, never been born again, I'm going to turn to Lisa loose here in a minute. For the rest of us that are in here, listen to me. Learn to fellowship with Him every day. Get up in the morning and spend time with Him. Let Him lead you. Let Him guide you. Let him show you what he wants you to do. You'd be surprised at how much your life. I wish I had time today, but I, I moved here because the Lord told me to move to Orlando. I married her because the Lord said to me one day, "That's your next wife. Get on with your life." I'm going to tell you something. He can find you a woman. Someone said to Lisa one day. She, they said, they told me. They said you married out of your league. I said it takes intelligence to do that. (laughs) God won't get you no no junk. Amen. Did y'all enjoy this this morning? Father God, thank you for this morning. I've, I've, I've done the best I could to take the word of God that you have given to me and share it. You, Holy Spirit, are God. I want you in my life. I want you operating through me. I want you to help me with my life. I want you to help me with all the stuff that I'm unable to accomplish without your help. Now, I need that. I understand that if I'm going to live with you and walk with you, there's going to be adjustments I'm going to have to make to be to fellowship with you that are very different than everybody else on this planet. There's things you just don't put up with. But I'm willing to do that. I'm willing for you to live in my house, for you to live in my body, and me to walk with you, to make all the adjustments I need in my soul to have fellowship with you. I pray that everybody in this room would make that decision this morning that whatever they need to do right now, they're willing to make the decision to fellowship with you because you came here to give us a lot better life than we're living. In Jesus' name.
1: Praise the Lord. Amen. John 10.10 says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. Romans 10.13 says, he whoever, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, I believe in God. You've heard that. You may believe there is a God. But if you haven't said, Jesus, thank you for what you did for me. Come into my heart personally. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. You are not saved. If you just said, I believe in God. The devils believe in God. But they've never made him Lord. Amen. So as my altar workers are coming forward. If you're here this morning and you don't ever remember a time where you said Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Jesus, John 3:16 says that whoever believes in him shall be saved. Jesus, I don't ever remember saying Romans 10, 9, and 10 says that if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Christ Jesus was raised from the dead, then I'll be saved. If you don't ever remember a time doing that, today is the day of salvation. The Bible says today's the day of salvation. Don't walk out these doors if you don't ever remember a time to say, I'm not sure. Maybe I prayed when I was a kid. If you're not sure, come up and say, Jesus, now I'm making it personal. Be the Lord of my life. And for any other reason, as Pastor was talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, he said that if we as natural people wouldn't give a scorpion if someone asked us for an egg or wouldn't give a snake to someone who asks you for a piece of fish because you're hungry, he said if you being a normal person wouldn't do that to a person, how much more shall your heavenly Father Give good things, and Luke eleven says, "Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him." If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit, but He wants to fill you up. He wants to fill up that clean glass with clean water to overflowing. Amen. So, if you want prayer for any other reason, the Bible says, "If any two shall agree on earth, is touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them of My Father, which is in heaven." If you have, we hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church.